prehistoric, 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 prehistoric podcast. Welcome to the prehistoric podcast. Welcome back. This is the eighth episode of the prehistoric podcast. We took one week off. Thanks for doing that. And then now we're back. Back and better than ever. On the podcast today, we have the original three. It's the OG three. Leif? Yeah. Sophia? Oh, uh, what is that? Oh, the original three? The original, What's that? You were the first three podcasters. You know, every week we've kind of had um, some extra people. You know, Tristan oh, yeah. the last few times, the Dob, Marcus. But you three were the original three. So we started with Helica Prion and now we're... We're eight episodes in, so we have Sophia, Leif, so who wants to start off by telling us what we decided to do research on this week? This is a good mother lizard, that's what its name means. Yep, so how do you pronounce its scientific name? Myasaura. Myasaura. Nice. Yes. Pretty, pretty, another pretty easy one. Everybody pronounces this one the same, so it's not too hard to pronounce. So Myasaur, a good mother lizard or good mother reptile. Leif had started out by saying um, they found this at a place called Egg Mountain. Where, where? Yeah, they found a bunch of fossils and bunch of nests stacked on top of them. Yeah, so where was this discovered and, and when? Um, I don't have when. Where I don't was- have Okay, where was Egg Mountain? It's in Montana. It's in Montana, yep, that's right. So, it was discovered in 1978, which is pretty recent. Uh, A lot of the stuff we've been doing, the discoveries were like the late 1800s or the early 1900s. This wasn't discovered till 1978, so it's less than 50 years old. And it uh, was discovered by a woman named Lori Trexler. The first thing that she found was a skull of the Myasaura. And it was really interesting. We came, obviously I came across this word. Do you remember the word that we came across? This word that we'd never heard before. It's called holotype. Have you heard this word before? The holotype? No. So this skull is a holotype. And what a holotype is, it's a single specimen that is the first a specimen used to describe a new creature. So basically like the Helicoprion world tooth was a holotype. Every, anything that they discover that is the first thing that is um, used to describe a new creature is called a holotype. So this skull, what's that? The skull of the Andrew Sarkis is the one and only holotype. Right, that's true, that's right, yeah. One and only, yeah, just the, just the top of the skull. Around that same time, that discovery sparked interest in this area. So in ni- also in 1978, uh, Marion Brandvold was the one who started to discover eggshells and babies in nests. And so that area is what Leif had said. What is that called, Leif? Egg Mountain. Egg Mountain. So Egg Mountain is in Montana. And what did that discovery mean? What could they glean from the fact that they found all of these um, eggs and eggshells and young babies in nests? That the mothers cared for them, that they wouldn't just lay eggs and then walk away and be like, they'll find a way into the world themselves. They cared for them and they were there when they hatched and they were there when they were just around them. 
for a while. Yeah, so this was the first proof ever that, that um, researchers, that paleontologists and scientists uh, found to show that there were giant dinosaurs that raised and fed their young, that they, like you said, Sophia, they weren't, like, what's an animal that does that? Is it a turtle? Like a turtle will... A sea turtle? Sea turtle, yeah. Sea turtles lay their eggs and then go back into the sea. Yeah, so they kind of leave their sea, their babies to kind of fend for Oh, them. I forgot to tell you, I saw a baby turtle um, on the curb once and I helped it onto the grass. No, very so good. It, it, it wasn't with its mom, though. Oh, yeah. Lone oh, Ranger. Yeah. Let's move away from the eggs for a little bit and talk about what they looked like. What what did a Myasaura look like? Oh, also the fact that they had a crest on their head for a headbutting contest. I know. I love that. I didn't know that. Um, have you guys, first off, had you ever heard of the Myasaura before we started this research? Nope. No? And you neither, Sophia? So, no, that, um... no. It's one of the earlier dinosaurs that August and I... Uh, heard about it. If, when you start to dig into dinosaurs, it's actually one of the most famous dinosaurs. I never, we never knew, right, that it had a crest on its head. No. Okay. Well, so every model of my Sora's kind of like have just no crest? Well, I, you know, when you think of crest, you think of like a really big and beautiful ornament, and that's not necessarily what this crest really looked like. It was more no. of just like a... It's kind of just an add-on to the skull, but it's it's harder. It's it, it, more solid. So it's not a beautiful crest like you see on some other dinosaurs or other ancient creatures, but it did use it for headbutting competitions, which I again I never knew that, and I think that's really really interesting that the the males would headbutt. What would they do that for? Um, protect their babies. Yeah. Um, I think they did the headbutting competitions from. For mating purposes. Yeah. Like. I think, Leif, you're right. They maybe could use those heads and kind of maybe as a defense. But I think the competitions themselves were between Myasaura as kind of like, a, like you said, Sophia, maybe as a uh, mating, a mating to, you know, to prove their worth or whatever. Uh, or it could also be like to maintain their status, something like that. Yeah. Okay. What else did they look like? So it had a crest on its head. That it used for headbutting. Something. Yeah. Uh, they're almost. This is a, like almost their one only defense. Their tail, big muscular tail. So they had a really, really strong tail. Really strong, but also maybe had some spikes kind of running along its spine. Yep, a long bony tail. What else, Sophia? Well, they were also pretty big. Like I got twenty-six, thirty around there 29 feet it was all in meters so i had to yes. google it and it's yes. uh yeah so about 30 feet long did you compare it to anything what else is about 30 feet um there's some limousines that can be 30 feet but that's really all i got a limo yeah limos okay Leif, do you can you think imagine something that maybe is 30 feet mm, no but um it's as tall as two grown men standing on top of each other Oh, it's much taller than that. It's about the size of five grown men standing on top of each other. I guess, do you remember what we found out was about 30 feet? A bus. A bus is about 30 feet, so like a, a city bus. In fact, a London bus, when you think of a London bus, those red double-decker buses, those are 30 feet. 
It's also half the length of a bowling alley lane. So if you can think of a bowling lane, that's about 60 feet. So this is about half that size. And that's just in length. Oh, so and it's 30 feet? 30 feet, yep. And they're so big, it's kind of weird to think about them. That's yes. really, I know, that is really big. How did it get around? Oh, uh, well, okay. So it, it walked, when, when it was um really young, it walked on two feet. But um when it was older, it walked on four feet. And when it had to run really fast, it ran on two feet. Yeah, isn't that interesting? So it started off as a baby walked on its hind legs, kind of more vertically. Bipedal. And then as it got, what's that? Bipedal? Mm -hmm. And then as it got older, it <laughs> maybe got so heavy that it had to fall forward and use all of its limbs to walk. Can you think of another animal that is like that? Are there other animals that move between walking on four feet and walking on two feet? Orangutans and monkeys and such. Sure. Yeah, like monkeys can run on their hind legs, but when they're kind of you know, walking around, they'll drop down to four. Does anybody have anything else about what they looked like? Do you, did you find out what kind of group, what group this Myasaura belonged to? Yes. I, I found that, but I've, I've forgotten. Okay. Duck down. It's a, um, a hadrosaurid. And what does that mean? Um, it's, it has to, it, I noticed August said duck build. Yep. I know that um, of a few dinosaurs. Oh, like this one. Mm -hmm. That kind of looks like a duck. Yeah. So duck du build. Yeah, duck build dinosaur. So what did that mean? What does duck build mean? I mean, you get what it what it's referencing. Like looks like a duck, but it really means it was had a kind of a thick nose mm -hmm. that came didn't come to a point. It kind of came to a wide wow. nose. Huh. Wide nose, I found that. Wide nose. Kind of had a like a snout instead of a scary mouth, right? Well, it was also a herbivore, so right. it wouldn't really need a scary mouth. That's right. It was an, that's an herb, it was an herbivore, that's right. Uh, when did the Myasaura live? Uh, I don't know. Um, the companion time of the Crustaceous. The, the general big big term is Cretaceous, right? That's one of the big three dinosaur eras. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we have mostly just Cretaceous ones. And how long ago was the Cretaceous period? Um, it was about 77 million years ago. We're burying the lead here. This is our first dinosaur. This Outside is actually... Yeah, well, it's like our actual first dinosaur. You know, all those all those Permian age creatures weren't considered dinosaurs. Yeah, no, they were actually mostly mammals and fish and stuff. So we are doing our first ever dinosaur. That's pretty cool, by the way. We've made it eight episodes of a prehistoric podcast, and we have now yet to do. Dinosaur. Now we're doing a dinosaur. That's right. So what other dinosaurs lived during the Cretaceous period? Do you know? T-Rex lived during the Cretaceous period. Yeah, we're doing our first dinosaur from the Cretaceous period about 77 million years ago. And let's get back to these nests. So they, they go to Egg Mountain and they find all these nests. 
And how were the nests set up? Like, tell me more about what you found out about these nests. I read that there was 30 to 40 eggs in each nest. That's a lot of kids. 30 to 40 eggs. And how big were the eggs? This is just a guess. I didn't read it. Yeah. Ostrich? That's human? right. Very good guess, right? So there are about 30 to 40 eggs the size of an ostrich egg in each nest. And was there just one nest or were there lots of nests? There was, I could almost say there were lots of them stacked on top of each other. Say that again. Um, lots of nests stacked on top of each other. Yeah, so they found, they found that they, they were about 25 to 30 feet apart, all these nests. So they would, you know, these, like we said this earlier, these were, these were pack animals, these were herd animals. So when they got to their nesting grounds, they, they, they put their nests so tightly between, like close to one another, that a full adult grown Myasaura couldn't even like fit between them. That's how tightly they were packed. How did they care for their eggs? Well, let's just say they didn't sit on them. They didn't sit on them, right? We think of, <laughs> we think of nesting animals like a penguin, you think of, you know, the, the mother or the father serves as the incubator to, the, to keep the eggs warm, right? How did a 30-foot dinosaur couldn't sit on top of a bunch of ostrich eggs? That just wouldn't work. Why wouldn't that work, Liv? They're too heavy. <laughs> yeah, you'd have Myasaura egg. You'd have my they would just scramble it. Yeah, scrambled Myasaura. So what did they do instead? How did they, what did they use as to incubate to keep the eggs warm? Did anybody find that out? No, I didn't. They'd get fire. No, they'd get fire. Yeah, they'd build fires. No, <laughs> they would get they would get vegetation, and instead of eating it, they'd put it on top of the eggs and let it rot. And rotting vegetation gets really, really warm. Yeah. So um, these were really smart animals too. It's not just that they were um, caring and loving, but they were really, really smart. So then these these babies are born. And like, that's why they're called good mother lizard. That's why they're called good mother lizard. So these babies are born. They, Whenever they start to leave kind of their nesting grounds, they walk in these packs. And the babies are on the inside and the adults are on the outside to protect the young. Leif, you said this before about how many how many Myasaur do they think were in? Um, been in one? 10,000. 10,000. Do you have any idea how big that size is? Like, can you think of something that has 10,000 people in it? Well, not just people. I mean, you could say people, but like, but I'm thinking. But they're huge. Like, I'm thinking of like. Um, More than 10,000 people, definitely. It's like well, seeing 10,000 limousines just all parked next to each other. That's right. So think, yeah, or 10, yeah, 10,000. Buses. School buses, city buses, moving down uh, a highway one after the other. <laughs> it's it's a it's a staggering number to think of thirty foot creatures and ten thousand of them. I can't even imagine how much ground that would cover. Imagine being in the back of that pack. You don't have a clue where you're going because the the people in the head of the pack they got to be miles ahead. <laughs> You really got to trust the leaders of that group to take you someplace safe, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're in the back, then you better trust them. 
Yeah. So the Myasaura is a really interesting animal because it's one of the, it was discovered just in 1978, but it's one of the best documented uh, dinosaurs we have. Um, so researchers have really been able to put together a timeline of a Myasaura life. And what they've discovered is that uh, only about 10% of Myasaura babies survived their first year. So that's, that's not a lot. So that's, you know, three or four out of the 40 make it. No wonder they lay so many eggs. They lay so many eggs, right. And some of that is due to just uh, scarcity of food, maybe. Uh, some of it is that they were preyed on. Uh, sometimes eggs were stolen. We know of these dinosaurs that would steal Ovi. eggs. Oviraptor. Oviraptor, it means egg thief, right? Yeah. Um, so we really have this great knowledge about the myosaur and the myosaur life. And what that did is it, uh, when, when those studies were published, it really gave other paleontologists the idea that they could come up with this kind of timeline and lifestyle for other dinosaurs. So this, the myosaur really has served as kind of a catalyst for uh, reinvigorated research into the lives of dinosaurs, not just the way that they looked and, you know, where they lived, but more about how they grew individually and um, helped serve the animals around them. So that's really cool, I think. Uh, you all probably realize why I decided that we should change to the Myasaura today, right? Yeah, they have so much more information on them. <laughs> okay, but why Why the Myasaura? Why did we decide to do Myasaura? Yeah. Well, why did I? Why did we decide to do the good mother lizard this oh. week? Oh, Mother's Day. Because it's Mother's Day tomorrow. Mother's Day tomorrow. Did you know that, Leif? Did you? It's coming Mother's Day tomorrow. Before we get to the listener questions, I thought it would be really special for all of our mothers who listen to our podcast if we would each say something really nice about our moms. Is there anything that you would you want to share? Something really special? A reason you love your mom? August, you want to go first? I want, I want mom to get chickens. <laughs> so wait, that's something you that's what you want to say to mom? Is yeah. you love her so much that you think she should get chickens? Yeah. Okay. You're good for her. That's very good. She really wants chickens, so <laughs> you supporting her in that is obviously very special for her. Uh, Leif, is there anything you want to say? Even though your mom's right there, are you? Can you share with us something? Yeah. Uh, God bless me. I'm good night to me. That's very good. Thanks, Life. Sophia, is there anything you want to say to your mom? Well, my mom supports me in everything I do, and she 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 makes a really good life for me and my siblings. And yeah, that's nice. Wow. She's given us a really good life and not everybody have that. Not everybody has that. That is extremely special. And I think I'll publish this podcast and all our moms but you should everybody should tell them tell them that to their face. Tell them what, why you think they're special as often as you can. Why don't we do the listener questions? Let's do some listener questions to wrap up the Myasaur podcast. Oh, 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 where, where, where did they find all the fossils? That's a good one. In your opinion, um, what made the Myasaura good parents? Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, my question would be, uh, what, 
what is a hadrosaurid? What makes a hadrosaurid different and special? Okay, everybody. Oh. Unless anybody has anything last minute to add, we're going to sign off. Leif, anything else to add? Nope. Okay. I haven't seen you so long, Leif. <laughs> I, mean, I really haven't. <laughs> It was good to see you all, and I hope you all have very special and loving Mother's Days. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Mother's Day. And it's a good rest of the day. Oh, <laughs>